2: This is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, a podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Just three mates once again here with you to talk about it, and what a weekend. Uh, despite the fact we're in those barren summer months, I hate it when the... I hate July and August. Everyone loves it as they go off on holiday. Can
3: I say, can I disagree with you? Off the bat, immediately. Terrible terrible podcasting, terrible etiquette. You should never disagree with your host. But I disagree with you. Do you know why? Why? Because this is the time of the year that we can talk about issues in depth which you can never otherwise talk about.
2: I take your point, JB. Uh, There's no
3: rugby, but we can really, really talk.
2: Phil, I mean, I'm just looking at the um, the, the, the tone of our skin and we none of us appear to have got a lot of sunlight these past few months that's how much we 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 don't care for the beach and we do care about being in a darkened dungeon
1: i've been trying my best but it just doesn't take my my skin doesn't take the sunlight very well Phil,
3: feels a weird dichotomy that he hates the beach but he loves the gym i mean i've never known someone prepare for a beach so much who hates beaches
2: (laughs) well uh, we are prepared and we are ready to go for this podcast in which we will be talking about the Super Rugby Final. We will be putting two more sides under the microscope, one from the Pro 14, is that the official name, the Guinness Pro 14? It is the official name, yes. It is. Yeah. And the uh, another side from the Avicii Premiership, Ospreys and Gloucester, get ready, it's your turn today. Um, and, and much more to talk about besides an England training camper, Women's World Cup and more. Uh, but uh, just to remind you, you can find us, you're probably listening to us on the Apple Podcast app on Acast. Subscribe to both. Leave your reviews on iTunes as well, like um, pan, uh, like Manly Mance has done, uh, This uh, who says, five stars. This podcast is so good that when I'm listening to it on the toilet, I actually hit pause before I flush, <laughs> so I don't miss a word. <laughs> it feels like a
1: backhanded compliment. No, that's a compliment. Yeah, flat out compliment. Unusual compliment, but compliment nonetheless.
2: Absolutely. And you'll you'll like this one, boys. Ports Gav says five stars. If you know grassroots rugby, you'll know these guys. Tim's the one who G's you up, talks tactics and picks you up when you mess up. Phil, the quiet one that leads by example. And JB, who pre-match bellows wildly at you and post-match hands you something foul in a shot glass. Unbelievable. (laughs) Rugby (laughs) blokes talking rugby. What's there not to like? Thank you very much. Leave your review on iTunes and we could feature it next next time. There's something in like the, the 10 different people you, you meet at, uh, at your rugby club. Oh, there's... There are definitely the categories on, yeah. on there. Yeah. Definitely
3: categories. Yeah. Um, we had for Talk H...
2: Where, where the hell is my bell? Where's my bell? Where's your... You've got the, the synthetic You're, bell. You've got your synthetic bell, Jay. Come yeah.
3: on. Here you go. Here is a st- synthetic bell because I was with Didsbury Talk H this weekend. We had our 1st preseason game against Kinilworth. Which was um, which was amazing, and I've actually got a bit of a gem for you boys late, later on. Ooh. Regarding this, a bit of an audio gem. I know how much you love your audio gems, Tim.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely, all about it. Um, right, yeah. I mean, so you were saying something then? You, you were going. There was there was a point to that. You weren't just saying you have something coming <laughs> up, were you? It was, oh, it was yeah, related basically. to the different stereotypes of rugby players. Oh, sorry. It? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So we did the whole like like the whole thing. We had uh, this week the guy that can't drink. Um, I like that... literally can't get can't get a pint down. Was that you? Don't be ridiculous, mate. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. I've got the second second fastest pint in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, <After Tim. laughs> you share. You, you drink alongside the man with the fastest. <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and then we've basically got um, the guy that likes to sing, which I was, which I I, I will show you later, and I think. The weird thing about Disney Talk H is we are very heavy, we are very heavy ended. You know, there's always like one guy who might be a little bit too educated to, to play rugby.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: That is basically our entire pack. Like, <laughs> uh, we've
2: That's got. You don't want them in the pack? Yeah.
3: Quite uh, often. Every member of our pack has got a master's, a PhD, or is a medical doctor, wow. except for the hooker.
1: And except for you, when you, uh, I'm coach.
3: When you roll coach. in, and coach. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so, uh, hum- <laughs> comfortably the least qualified man there. So, by the
2: sounds of it, boat, uh, post-match boat races are out, but post-match University Challenge uh, and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the bar is in. <laughs> yeah. Beardmore, did Holland, Oxford. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly right, mate. Exactly right.
2: Right, but just before we get into the Super Rugby, uh, have you seen the? Uh, and I am slightly biased because I, I mean, we all we all love BT Sport as a broadcaster. Um, But have you seen the posters, the billboards that have been going up recently? The ones that have... uh, There's one of... Is it Juan Mata or is it Eden Hazard getting tackled by Maru Itoji? They're they're combining football and rugby together. And and there's one there of um, Gareth Bale trying to tackle Courtney Laws. Good luck. Yeah, it's it's never going to work, is it? And terrible technique. Just look at Gareth Bale's technique there. You think you're going to stop Big Courtney with just grabbing his forearm... Come no. on,
1: you probably <laughs> break your hand. Um, I've seen the, uh, the.
0: Isn't
3: that just like good technique by Courtney? You know, you've got to move your feet, you've got to create a weak shoulder, run at arms, not shoulders. I mean, that's just yeah. standard
1: procedure, isn't it? Branches, not trunks. Correct, mate. Yeah, exactly. I've seen the. Have you seen the Dele Alley? It's no, like I've a two, two minute video of him kind of taking on all comers in all different sports, including him wearing a Quinn's a, a kit. Really? In, yeah. Breaking so Quinn's against Saracens, he breaks the first line and then gets smashed by Marrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's quite, it's quite good. He's in a Quinn's kit, yeah. Yeah, okay, Quinn's kit.
3: Because I'd like to see Deli Ali run down Jamie Roberts's channel. That would really <laughs> excite me. <laughs> I'd like to run down Jamie Roberts's channel just to know what it feels like.
1: Oh. <laughs> I'd
2: love to see just just football I know it's they're completely different sports but I'd love to I think it would be a, br- a brilliant test to somehow do some kind of challenge which all different sportsmen get to compete they against used to each do this, other fairly it was like
3: what was it called
2: there was like some... oh like superstars yeah, or yeah. that's the one Kevin Keegan stacking it on a bike on an athletics track the Kevin there, Keegan
1: one? in the 90s and then they, they redid it in the 2000s and Austin Healy was in it wasn't he yeah he was very very good I, yeah I mean I guess the problem is with it now there's so
3: much to look. I mean TV back in the day was where it was at and you know, a TV show could make X amount of money but now TV is worth less money and these stars are worth so much money yeah. I mean what happens if Paul Pogba falls off a bike <laughs> I mean, you've got a real real problem <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: who's insuring him God, who, yeah who can possibly afford to yeah. insure All him
2: alright then well one thing that could happen is like the, the principle of say CrossFit for example is that it, 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 if, if, you're, if you're a big guy and you're really strong you might, you might do the lifting stuff quicker but then you'll struggle a bit more with the, the aerobic weight. work and the body weight work yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just just some rugby players doing CrossFit challenges. That, well, didn't, um, that would be cool. very entertaining, yeah. Didn't
3: Jamie more complete cr- CrossFit? That was the... <laughs> uh, 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 I'm pretty sure there was His like... His monkey uh,
2: bar work was incredible, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I
3: mean, pre-World Cup, that's what he was doing. For so someone John, Jonathan strong. Fisher
2: and Alex Corbiziero have a CrossFit joint, I think. Do they? And I know someone I used to go to school with... Um, Is John Fisher it, still at Bristol? Uh, I, I think he might be, yeah. As someone I used to go to school with... Mark Ireland, he played for Quins and Irish and played a lot in France. Um, he's part of a CrossFit gym that Marrow goes to. I tell you
3: what, mate, it, not to get too CrossFit-y here because we all hate those people, but <laughs> it makes a huge difference to, to your rugby. If that's what you're doing in the summer, when you come back to pre-season, it, is, it, it feels great.
1: Because you've done quite a bit this summer, haven't you? Yeah,
3: and I've never been fitter going back into a season at mm. 33. <laughs> so, you know, it it does make a huge huge difference. So the other guy's big into CrossFit is Owen Franks's dad. Owen and Ben Franks's Franks dad. has been in CrossFit since it started, I think. Really? Yeah, he's got a few gyms in New Zealand or however they say it is. New Zealand. That's the one, mate.
2: <laughs> Owen Franks. Uh right, uh, let's let, let's go down back down to New Zealand then. And to the Super Rugby Champions, the Saders, mm. who won <clears> in Johannesburg <throat> against the Lions.
3: They did. So, I've not seen this game, and I've got a couple of takeaways from it, even though I've not seen it. Um, That's impressive. Yes, it is. So, because I don't want to detract from the game, because I've got nothing to say about the actual game itself,
1: how about you, Phil? Uh, in terms of the game, mm-hmm. so, I've only seen the extended highlights, because uh, I was walking uh, in the Lake District. Um, It's interesting. So, you kind of look at it, and superficially think... The red card's a massive turning point. Red yeah. card after 38 minutes. But the Crusaders were already two tries to nil up at mm-hmm. that point. And so we spoke last week about the the solidity of the Crusaders' defence, which has been kind of the platform that they've used all year, and then they've sparked their attack. So yeah. they had they had that defence. And the Tamani Valu try in the, in the first half is a great example of that. Um, Yanti's got smashed. He got hammered. I saw that. Yeah. He got absolutely smashed. The ball, he was one of his own players, put his foot in the wrong place, kicked the ball through. And next thing you know, Tamani Valu is streaking down the left Rapid. wing. Yeah. No one got anywhere near him. But that came, so that that 80-yard try came from their defence, mm. which is a platform. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. I don't think the red card was as much of the turning point as it was. With that said... If you look at last week's game against my beloved Canes, when the Canes went however many points, 20-odd points up. And 19 li-
3: points up four minutes before half-time, I think.
1: And the Lions came back so strongly in the second half. The Lions came back in the last 20 minutes in this game, but they didn't have enough in the tank, partly because they only had 14 men yeah, on the field. Yeah,
2: exactly, exactly that. And I don't know what the statistical point was, but I did see it written down somewhere in, in a write-up of the game. Um about the number of points that Lions score in the first half versus second half, and it's like four to one by ratio of four to one right? second half points, something like uh, that. Uh, is that what you
1: thing, do th- you reckon? Possibly, I've, I don't know. But, well, normally it's New Zealand teams that do that. Yeah. It, it's New Zealand teams and New Zealand themselves very, very rarely get outscored in the last mm. half, last 20 what minutes. What I will
3: say about the Lions when I've watched them this season is they are relentless. I mean, their multi phase game doesn't tend to stick too well in the early phases because when everyone's fresh and you can meet it with phys- you know, yeah. physical aggression, you can stop it. There's no gaps in the defence at yeah. that stage. But then when you get to the you know, latter stages of the game and they're doing the same things over and over again, the big carries keep on coming, it, it does stack up. That it's that continual pressure that will eventually bre- break break a team.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I watched the game via a, uh, uh, via a um, online portal <laughs>
4: you you
2: illegally watch this game i yes. didn't say that at all
1: <laughs> no, no one said that. No 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 no. that jb uh,
2: and it was south african and i just want like they are so excited oh you're in south africa weren't when, when you say? <laughs> yeah i was in south africa uh. they, they were so excited at anything south africa did and the, i mean for a final even if the opposition is scoring and you're from uh, you know you're from a host nation broadcaster i still want you to get excited about amazing rugby or great moments yeah. The commentary of the Tamanavalu try—if you just have a look at South African comment uh, commentary—it was, was just—it uh, uh, was just Tamanavalu uh, running and <laughs> he oh, has, he's dotted, dotted yeah. it down. Yeah, he's that, not going to be scored, and uh, yeah, he scored. Okay, cool. That's five, five points, no. Move on. On.
3: yeah. That's right. Okay, um, yeah. Well, you know, it's—it's it's it's kind of double edged saw This—it is a shame because I really wanted South Africa, South African rugby, to have something to hang its hat on. It's had a bit of a barren time for what was traditionally a rugby superpower i think winning the super rugby particularly as you know they've had two teams kicked out of super super rugby would just be a massive boost for the nation as a whole and you know it's such a proud rugby nation i don't like to say it
1: as lost as it is at the moment so that was but, the first thing well lions back to back finals yeah which, i mean that that is impressive. And no matter what you say about the structure of the tournament, back to back finals. It's is impressive, impressive. yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. You can, yeah, you're completely right. I think a win would have been amazing, particularly yeah. as Johan Ackerman's on his way out, which we'll talk about later. <clears throat> the other <throat> thing, though, is if New Zealand hadn't have won this, it's almost... I mean, getting a team to Super Rugby and drawing with the Lions doesn't sound like a miserable year, but for the New Zealanders, that would have been a super miserable year. <laughs>
2: well, do you know yeah. one person who... I wonder... How Todd Blackadder is feeling? Yeah. Well, seven, yes. seven, seven titles in thirteen years for this for the for Crusaders under Todd Blackadder. No titles in eight years. Well, a new coach,
3: one from one. Yeah. So this is my next point, which is how much of a team's success is down to the team's, uh, in Johan Ackerman's terms, the team's DNA.
5: <laughs>
3: and what I mean by that is, there are some teams who just have, a, you know, a strong, a strong identity. And for whatever reason it is, they win every year, or they're successful almost every year. And I wonder if that's the case with the Crusaders. And if that is the case, are these teams the best teams to buy your coaches from? So Bath have gone out and spent a lot of money on getting Blackadder um, um, and Madsen. What's his name? T- Tobias M- Madsen? Um, Madsen. Uh,
2: Tobias, you just... Com- comp- uh, I've completely confused Ma- everyone. Ma- uh, yeah. Matson. No, Mat- no, no. God, you compl- I've completely... Anyway, Tobias, yeah. Tobias, yeah. Tobias,
3: and Todd, right? They're there. I think, like, is this the best strategy? Because it's kind of like the Tom Coventry thing. Yeah, Tom Coventry was a assistant coach from a successful from a successful organization, but is it the organization that gives it the success rather than actual coaches themselves? Clearly, they've got they've got a part a part to play, but maybe it's just ingrained in in the structure well, of that organization.
1: Well, the point about Blackadder is very interesting because Blackadder was coach from. Uh, 8 years before this one yeah from shortly after they won their last one which was in 2008 until shortly before they won this one which is 2017 and they were unsuccessful they had mm. good seasons but they never so won it. So this is kind they of it, they had
2: Kieran Reed. So this they is kind of like they had McCaw, they yeah. had
1: Carter. Uh,
2: What's still some player isn't he, Kieran Reed. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, I mean I, whoa, whoa, whoa. hold the back page. Kieran Reed's a great rugby player. I just thought I'd chuck Yeah. Up in there <laughs> Cheers, mate. Good observation.
3: But I mean this is kind of like the John Madden point that he always used to make when he wasn't So John Madden, if you don't know, was the coach of the Oakland Raiders and like when he wasn't winning everyone said oh you must be under pressure because you you're not winning the big one he said no i'm not i'm not under pressure because i'm making the playoffs every year the guys are in the under pressure the guys that don't make the playoffs the guys that win uh, sorry that lose 16 game games a year or however many games that they had back back, back then and i kind of think that is still the point which is you know he might not have won but as long as you're successful or get, in, get into the playoffs, that's sort of... Well, your enough. thoughts am I, about... am I wrong? Well,
2: well, okay, well then, why are your thoughts about Dean Ryan's time at Gloucester, the club we're going to come on to later, so kind of negative? Cause and he, that's you, a really good point. Because he used to... He was perennially like top of the league in regular season and then didn't didn't win the big games.
3: And I guess, is that down more to the culture of... Glo- I mean, Gloucester were one of the biggest spending teams back then. you got to remember, like... Every, uh, every year they they would make they make a splash. Even even with the cross code stuff. I mean, I think Leon Price was an absolutely massive signing. With, Leslie the, Le, Leslie oh. We can get onto that. Henry just Paul. let's, let's just a box guys.
2: off the Super Rugby. Ryan Crotty, outstanding player. Just when like you have a you sort of think Conrad Smith might be a once in a generation kind of talent.
1: Yeah. I think then you
2: got Crotty. The they're just spo- <laughs> spoiled for players. Well, just yeah, blast. but it's
3: not even that, is it? It's like comrade smith is once in generation talent oh by the way we've got vince Orso and uh, yeah. the other fella i'm happy i happy oh well yeah. yeah okay so a three-time in the we genera- thought generation talent. might
2: be but no he's not quite made the grade but we've got a few more who are so yeah. just i thought crotty was awesome and but don't worry
1: sunny bill's available again yeah
2: just <laughs> briefly talk about the the red card then so yep. all comfortable with it so if you didn't see it, it was oh. a it was a high kick from yantes and quagga um, Quagga Smith. Quagga Smith, the outside centre, went. No, through. no, no oh, seven. sorry, seven. Quagga, seven.
1: Quagga Smith the back seven, the, seven, or is seven. Was he number six? Nah. He wears seven. He wears seven. All right, he's he, a back row.
2: He's, he's a, he's a blind side. They went. They seven and six the other way around. So anyway, the flanker Quagga Smith, through, um, chasing the ball, and tried to slow up. Full back jumped into the air and collision landed on his on the back of his neck.
3: Now, just square this circle for me. And I know it is a red card through and through. We don't need to to discuss that. With all this noise about head injuries, neck injuries, concussions, hitting your head onto the side of someone's thigh almost sounds like it's a punishable offence to the guy who owns the thigh. Uh, in so, what very
1: in what situation? So, the guy goes up.
3: Yeah. Right, and he is in the air. Quaggy Smith never leaves the ground. Blah blah blah. We all know this is you know the red card. Quaggy Smith. Cracker Smith gets the most almighty oh, right. smack to the head <laughs> from this guy's thigh. I'm thinking, Christ, that, that is a concussion case right there. He almost should be red carded. He almost should be red-corded
1: for dan- endangering himself. So... Havili, as he goes up in the air, his thigh makes contact with Quagga Smith's head. Yeah. (laughs) But it's the only time you can really, really smack someone in the head legally. (laughs) Legally. Yeah. You've got to make the most of it if you're a fullback.
2: Did the fullback... Right, well, so here's the only thing I'll I'll say, because I I, I agree, letter of the law and safety, it was dangerous, landed on his head, the guy made contact and caused it. However, I do feel the fullback had no reason to jump. Yeah, but it's not about besides that. Besides not is it? get besides not getting no, no. Not, besides not getting tackled. Do you know why there he was got... no functional reason why he needed to jump? Yeah, there is. There is. He waited very late. He jumped and I mean the jump avoided getting smashed yeah. with the ball.
3: So I'll I'll tell but, you why he jumped. Kind of, uh,
2: uh, uh, what I'm saying is is there any way that the the law could be tinkered or the guidelines could be tinkered so to disincentivise players to jump jumping. in that sort of scenario when um, they can just catch the ball. No, there can no,
3: there can be no variation on this law. I don't think, unless you're
2: probably right. I'm, I'm...
3: So um, the reason being, right, is you always jump for the ball because if you don't see someone who's also who's jumping against you and they're in the air and you're not and the collision happens, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So just jump anyway because it eliminates you being being in trouble or
1: it'll help at least as a mitigating circumstance but even Mm. taking so taking the offenses uh, being taken out or taking someone out in the air if it wasn't Quagga Smith the back row if it was say the Lions fullback and he's coming onto it at pace and he jumps and Havili stays on his feet if Havili doesn't take him out in the air the Lions fullback jumps catches the ball and he's just under the post yeah so you've got to Hevili, jump. Havili has good practice, to has it. to jump. Well, has well, to do... There
2: was no one there was no Lions player able to catch the ball, yeah. but then but well, you're right. That's if, it's if so,
1: Quaggis, hap- so if Smith wasn't a back row yeah. and he was a full back yes, and he was you, half a yard, yes. quicker, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. He I'm would have been you. there, he yeah. would have jumped, catches the ball, and if Havili doesn't stop him. Yeah. It's to... a co-
2: is it as Phil as to to, to borrow <laughs> Phil's mantra, it's a coaching point. Yeah. Uh, Slow it, your run and follow the ball. Yeah,
1: what? Yeah, what's better for Quagga Smith? Absolutely. If he was two yards back, yeah. Havili lands and then Quagga Smith smashes him. Yeah. No Crusaders played around. He steals the ball or wins a and penalty. And they must practice that. all Yeah, the time. So, yeah. But so you, do can you remember, remember you... our old friend Blake? Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, episodes one, <laughs> one to six of the podcast. <laughs> that many? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't that many, was maybe, it? Maybe episodes, episodes one to five one to two. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, our old friend Blake. He actually played at Wigan Warriors. He was a very—he's a fine rugby league player—and he always used to be confused about how why rugby union players are taught to catch you know, in the in the breadbasket. Because in rugby league, you are—I'm not going to say that word—you're—you're told off severely if you do that. You're meant to catch above your head as high as you can. Same like, as like
2: second rows at the kickoff. Yeah, yeah. And
3: I wonder, like, when are they going to stop actually coaching that full time? Because if Elevating in, you know, elevating for the ball is that important, and actually, a clean win is so important because if you get it wrong and you don't
1: have that clean win of a high ball, you're actually risking a card or worse. Yeah, well, we saw the Israel Falau try one of his tries, I think, against Scotland, mm. where he jumped over, he jumped fully over. I think it was Gregor Tonks, uh, Greg Tonks um, at fullback. And was catching it at, like the very apex of yes. his leap above his the head. The zenith. Yeah, um, that was incredible.
3: Yeah, and I think that's an NRL, NRL, AFL, which is the the Aussie football stuff. Yeah, uh, AFL. AFL. Uh, that's an AFL thing. Oh no, but also there, an NRL. I mean,
2: that is entertaining watching those guys, yeah. and anything goes with that. Uh, yeah. Now, quick question: Scott Robertson, Crusaders <laughs> coach, is the first person to what?
3: So I know this. Oh, it's got to be breakdance after a win. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, if it's not that, I'm not interested.
2: No, uh, it this rugby there. final. We did it at the Dig, uh,
1: Dig, ITM Cup final. Digby Ioane was breakdancing all over that trophy when he won it. In, <laughs> in oh, yeah, you're right.
3: Yeah, he had a more impressive break. I think Digby Yuani's more impressive at breakdance. Actually, has he not won it a second time? Is he not with the Crusaders now? He is. With, <laughs> Digby Ioane is with the Crusaders. I'm sure. Why he wasn't is. he breakdancing with his coach? Why is it? Why is it not <laughs> a, a battle?
2: If you see, like. I have been known to dust off a worm every now and again at a wedding. <laughs> have you? Are you? I've uh, never seen that. Uh, but if I could break dance like Scott Robinson, I would do it all the time. That, you would, p- that wouldn't you? That picture of it's him. is awesome.
1: Is incredible. It's
2: so
3: painfully New Zealand, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But I, I that's l- why it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like It's so flight of the concourse. Could you yeah. imagine.
1: Uh, Richard Cockrell or, no. or Steve Diamond or Rob Baxter Steve doing Diamond. anything that's like even supposedly John cool Kingston in any <laughs> John Kingston <laughs> <laughs> that's the one I want to see I'm trying
3: to think who's the most likely breakdancer of all the premiership DORs um Nick mm, Kennedy yeah probably
1: just because he's a bit co- cooler a bit younger
3: there's nothing cool about breakdancing though no. I mean, there really isn't <laughs> anything cool about break dancing. <laughs> uh
2: no there's no I can't imagine who would do who would Die do. Young <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see a, a break, a, a dance off between the premiership coaches <laughs> Die Young would do some robot body popping I, I, I'd imagine he would
3: I don't know what Steve Diamond would do De- Dean Richards would, would,
2: would do that awkward step to one side, step to the other side, like I, dad, I, like dads do at weddings.
3: I guess Steve Diamond from his time in Russia would do like that like Russian dancing. <laughs> yes. Before
1: <laughs> having it. ten shots of vodka. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably what he'd do. Yeah. Um, but, the, look, but the answer to the question, Phil, is uh, he's the first person to win Super Rugby as both a player and a coach. Correct. Wow, that's a hell of a fact. Forty-two, he is forty-two years old. Well, well done, Mr. Robinson. Well done, Crusaders.
3: Well done, New Zealand Rugby. Well, Promote, promoted well from
2: within, from yeah. their own ITM Cup team, or is that Mitre Cup? Which, what's the cut? Same. Yeah, same, same, same thing. Uh, uh, and uh, so they've, they've. Todd Blackadder went off. They elevated from within, and they brought back home Glenn Delaney into that position. It's just a nice. Tell you what, it's exciting. It's isn't a it? nice and production line they've got going. I like, I like, yeah. I like, I like what Canterbury Crusaders are about as a, as a. I'd, li- I'd
3: love to see, Glenn Delaney go up to Crusaders coach. I'd love that.
2: Well, I'm sure it could happen one day.
3: I hope so. Fing- fingers crossed.
2: So, Super Rugby is done.
3: Yeah, it's, it's over.
2: Back to the UK. Well, should we before we just look at one uh, of, of the first of our clubs in the club close-ups? Uh, there's one other article that I saw which <clears throat> entertained me highly, and it was by Archie Hume. Okay. Or okay. A Hume, who are the the hunting. Clothing specialists. Okay, mm, right. Who did an article where ex Scotland rugby coach Vern Cotter puts A Hume's top country clothing through its paces on the hill. I didn't know this about Vern Cotter. He's a big time hunter. Is he? Yeah.
3: I had no idea. Is it well, well, why they were there killing that, rabbits then?
2: Yeah, there was that story about the Scotland team killing rabbits. That's what I remembered. Oh yeah. What? Ha- well, I can't remember what actually happened there. I just that's the thing that pops into my they head. They killed. Because,
3: they killed some rabbits. I think. I think that's what. That's what it.
2: They got, but, were they shooting rabbits or were they I
3: think they had some murdering with their hands nuts. I don't know it, it, it doesn't matter that much uh, got on so tell no, me it's, just, it's
2: just quite funny like, this, is, this is what some people get up to in their off season Verne Cotter uh, went out hunting and um, was talking the jacket felt light and mobile allowing me to move unrestricted <laughs> over the rough terrain <laughs> <laughs> the hood was great not all are the high collar kept my neck warm. I could move easily in the trousers too. Plus, the high cut at the back keeps out the cold when you're on the move. The watertight cuffs were very effective at stopping uh, stopping water? In- water ingress up the arms and legs. I stayed warm and dry all day, even when crawling on damp ground. <laughs> <laughs> so Vern Cotter has spent his summer crawling around hunting.
3: Where has he been hunting? <laughs> he must I wonder. Be in New Zealand, and what's he been hunting? Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, that sounds perfectly reasonable, doesn't it? Until he realised he was hunting. In uh, central Glasgow Yeah <laughs> uh, Saturday night
1: 2am The ultimate prey <laughs> Humans <laughs> Brilliant
2: um, So anyway I just I, that, I, that story I, Caught my eye uh, So where do you want to start first We've got Ospreys in Gloucester Which one do you want to go for first uh,
3: Let's get Ospreys
1: out the way I'd say Ospre- <laughs> Out okay. the way Out <laughs> the way <laughs> well, yeah. Should we do Ospreys first then Yeah
2: I think Ospreys first I'm excited yeah. What, what b- on Welsh rugby, the Welsh version of the Neymar saga came to a conclusion with Lee Halfpenny signing for Scarlets.
3: Yes. Well, the Neymar saga, if Neymar was out of contract and due to take a massive pay cut... he has been forced into taking a massive pay cut. Nobody wants... <laughs> Uh, yeah, name of if he's if he's forced to downsize his house. Um, <laughs>
2: it's good. It's good for Scarlets. They've lost Liam Williams. They've got Lee Halfpenny. That's decent. Cracking signing, and I yep. think
3: the main winners from this are probably Scarlets. I'd love to know what he's signed for in the end because there was so much hoo-ha about how much he's on, how big his wages are. Something's had to give, and I imagine it's not
1: Scarlets. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I would love to know how much he's signed for because we know he was on six hundred thousand euros. He's not worth that to anyone in UK and Ireland. Nope. So, be interesting to see.
3: I wonder how much... Oh, yeah. Oh, well, hmm. Interesting. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it's good for Wales. It's good for us rugby, I guess, get one of the Premier players back. Uh, it'd be good to see him in a Scarlet's jersey. There's some th- some players that you can't imagine what they look like in certain jerseys, and Lee Halfpenny <laughs> in a Scarlet's jersey. just seems a mesh, because he's at Cardiff for so long. and then. But it's we've it's seen so him long. in lots
1: of red jerseys. We've got a good idea. Mm, maybe, maybe. It's good... It's, Anything that gets Steph Evans more attacking ball... Does it get Steph Evans
3: more attacking ball?
1: Well, he has to defend less because Halfpen is doing all the defending.
3: Yep.
2: This is true.
1: So They're
2: very similar. They've lost they? DTH, though. That would have been, yeah. would have been handy. DTH mm. is a good player.
1: Mm. And yeah. losing Liam Williams is obviously well, massive.
2: We need a Scarlet's review, by the way. So uh, if you're a Scarlet's fan give us the, the lowdown on your team and email us contacteggchasers at gmail.com which is precisely what and check this out for a fine Welsh name Dylan Pugh has done.
1: Good lad Dylan. Go then, Dylan. Dylan
2: says he's an Ospreys fan and he has the same nervous apprehension with pre-season almost upon us as he's had every year for the past five or six. Is this the season we kick on or will we continue to show real quality and flashes but ultimately end up being best of the rest? Uh, last season started really well. And we have a good, solid, young coaching team. He highlights the word young, uh, underlined, led by Steve Tandy, who was unfairly vilified for, uh, by some of the fans. But I think for periods of last year, he really got us playing well. You, you aware of Steve Tandy?
3: I am. He, I think he used to be a flanker for um, uh, uh, Neath back, back, back in the day, or at, least for, at, least, at least for Ospreys. Mm. Um, he did get a lot of stick last year I can confirm that but I don't know much about his coaching style or what he does
2: we haven't signed a crazy amount of players says Dylan Um, but getting guys like Corey Allen or should that be British and Irish Lion Corey Allen <laughs> uh, uh, no
3: Corey Hill Corey Hill
2: he showed up well in the summer tour for Wales and could make part of a really exciting back line getting Owen Watkins back from injury in the centre is a big plus an incredibly talented young 12 strong runner great distributor and built like the proverbial mm-hmm. uh, the team looks well stocked in the backs up front is where the Scarlet's problems lie, according to Dylan. Second rows, apart from the ever-magnificent Alan Wynn, are inexperienced but promising, while the back row has a good mix of youth and experience, still gutted about losing Underhill. Mm. Mm. I can <laughs> That's see was always, always going to happen, wasn't it? Uh, we'll get on to the England uh, wider training squad, of which Underhill is part. Yep. Uh, front rows are severely lacking, where Nicky Smith and Scott but I mean, it's just Wales, isn't it? Yep. That's just Wales.
3: Well, two-thirds of it.
2: Front rows are severely lacking. When Nicky Smith and Scott Baldwin make up two-thirds of your first-choice front row, you're never going to win too many battles. Well, they've got Big Brian, though. Yeah. Uh, the backups are not particularly strong either, especially Brian Majati, oh, okay. who, <laughs> who showed exactly how much one man can flatter to deceive. What's happened to Muge? No,
3: nothing's happened to Mooge. Mooge is the Mooge. I mean, Muge, Muge is 28th favourite thing to do in the world is rugby. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's what you know, everything else comes before it. He he's, just happens to be quite. He happens to be good enough at it when taking it very, very unseriously to be a professional. Yeah, does that make sense? Like he, him and Tonga were
2: for Northampton. seems They a were long amazing. Time ago, doesn't
3: it? Uh, doesn't it? Just when they were carrying, you know, they were absolute demons. But you know, he he's into drones. He's into beer. He's into um YouTubing. Yeah, he's into barbecuing. He's Barbecue, into all sorts. Heavy barbecuing, a, heavy a gym.
1: Beer, heavy beer drinking. The yeah, g- the gym is normally pretty good, but combine that—it's bodybuilding gym. It's bodybuilding though. With it? it's not with drinking beer and drone flying and barbecuing. Yeah, smoking meat. He
2: has a great lesson. Like bearing in mind, <clears throat> he likes eating, likes likes making he and drinking pro- beer as well as being a professional athlete. He has a great rule, which is a really good one to go by. He says he when he walks into a restaurant on his like cheat day the second he opens the door there are no rules <laughs> and he just absolutely canes it but then as soon as he walks back out he's a professional rugby player again that's good quite life. a good it's quite a good way of quite a good way of approaching it yeah <laughs> well i
3: mean he just happens to be good enough at professional rugby to yeah. be a professional rugby player even though he's not into it so you know more power <laughs> yeah. to him i think i think yeah. it's awesome
2: yeah. Uh, so Dylan uh, concludes, overall, I think Ospreys can finish in the top four and have another crack at the playoffs. We just never seem to really push on when there's where, uh, when there's any pressure on the team. Not sure if this is down to a lack of experience in the players or the coaches or both. we we got guys like Dan Bigger and Alan Wynne-Jones. That shouldn't really be the case. Nope. Yeah. But it's something that really let us down last year when we cocked up what should have been an easy enough Challenge Cup quarter final. And lost our heads at the end of the season proper when we got trounced by the Blues and Scarlets. Champions Cup group looks impossible with Saracens and Claremont, so I think an honourable (laughs) third place in the group would be the best we could really hope for. Honourable
3: third place is that what they want? Honourable
1: third place. Saracens and Claremont. (laughs) I mean that How'd you end up with those two? The finalists last year in a single group.
2: And how do you, how do you approach that? You you still give it a good crack, don't you? Like the home you have games, to, you but give it a crack for you have
1: to be realistic. And who's the fourth team? Does it say? Uh,
2: no, not in this. Oh, okay. I don't. I, it doesn't I matter, does it?
1: No, not overly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Leinster. <laughs>
2: so yeah, I think Ospreys are one of those. They were always the kind of power. They had that period of just being the 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 powerhouse team yeah they were the the only team in Wales
3: with any money for a long time they had basically a team stacked full of Welsh internationals the the funny thing about the Welsh clubs is no matter how many names they have it doesn't seem to make a difference to how good they are I'll give you an example uh, Cardiff Blues showed up to Exeter to ex- Chiefs maybe three years ago now with five British and Irish Lions and got hammered by about thir- by about 30 points. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Osprey seems to have been playing at this for a long time now. They've got a ton of Welsh internationals. Not just, you know, okay Welsh internationals that has-been, like guys at the top of their game. Alwyn Jones, Dan, Dan, Dan Bigger. Um, you know, those front rowers that, uh, uh, that you read out. Real quality guys. For whatever it is, it's just you know. Do you know the way we were sp- speaking about the Crusaders as a winning, you know, as a winning identity? Well, Ospreys don't have that. They just simply don't. Um, having having said that, I think are they the second, second or third most successful team in the Pro 12? I think they've won it like three, three or four
1: times. They may, yeah, they may well but be, no, but not recently. No, it's So they did. They snuck into the top four last year. They then lost to Munster away at Munster unsurprisingly Um, and you kind of feel like if they can get into top four again that's probably a measure of success based on this squad. Uh, Do you not think they should be dominating? Well you actually look so I'm reading through the squad at the moment there are a few big names in there it doesn't feel like a powerhouse squad So this is my problem with it okay so
3: they have the pick of the Welsh players coming through there's four regions in Wales Everyone in Wales plays rugby at some level. And if you transplant the Welsh players with Irish players, you look at Munster, you look at through through their squad, you don't see the the, the absolute powerhouse names that you see for the Ospreys. Or if you do, they're about one for one. I, I'd say, it's, yeah, it's probably one for one. But the difference is for Munster, they're backup players. And, and same with Leinster, and same with all these teams that are doing well in the Pro 12. When they bring the backups in... The team almost gets stronger because because of the competition. Now that is like a cultural thing. Yeah. You know that isn't because the, the you know the Ospreys have access to terrible players. It's because the the, the Ospreys aren't um, aren't using them particularly well. Yeah. You know they're relying on on, on star power. You look, you look at Munster and uh, and Leinster. They've they've got depth, but not depth through names. Depth through
1: actual you know lads that are bought bought through the system. So one of the interesting things that. I think will have an impact on Ospreys and possibly a positive impact on Ospreys is so they brought in James hook as po- probably an auxiliary fly half slash utility back. Mm-hmm. What's happening with Dan Bigger? Well, Dan going to be here this year. Uh, allegedly is next Sam year. Davies as well. Yeah.
5: yeah. So, so the, so
1: the point I'm trying to make is you've got Dan Bigger and Sam Davies if Dan bigger goes, it creates room for Sam Davies to potentially flourish mm. with then obviously hook as his understudy back up not, understudy is the wrong word back up um if something goes wrong well what's but what having is Huck two now? of thirty two thirty three yeah yeah I mean he's 34. basically running down his contract now like his last contract um yeah it's it's more about the the real thing is can you get the most out of Davies? Yeah. Are you currently getting the most out of bigger? Does bigger move in to Northampton or someone else allow Sam Davies and Richard uh, Richard Reese Webb to form a proper halfback partnership that's going to last uh, a long time? Yeah,
3: I think that's fair. Um, just going back to the hook one. This is a weird move for me because I understand going back to Wales. If you're desperate to play for Wales, and maybe James Hook is, and maybe you know I shouldn't just write him off he's not been involved with Wales for a long time he's a seasoned international and he's got some Lions caps etc 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 I can't imagine the best deal he's going to get is at the Ospreys and I can't imagine he's gone to the Ospreys because he thinks, he's, thinks that he's got a shot at Wales maybe it's just being maybe it's just going yeah. home yeah
1: you want to see, see out your last contract yeah. where you want to uh, and if you're point, a Welsh if routes. you're a
2: Welsh region and you need a bit of squad depth what well, actually it's better than going abroad going for a, a, a a planet Kiwi planet. or whatever so,
1: yeah. South yeah. Africa, Osprey's no. can probably offer him slightly below his market value because he wants sorry mate you're wrong there deemed oh. to be market value <laughs> they can offer him slightly less so numbers out of the air 200k from Osprey's is slightly more attractive than 240k from uh, Beer Ritz or um, Bayon whoever, yeah whoever the the team is yeah,
3: mm, yeah. maybe
2: Thank you very much, Dylan Pugh, for your uh, write-up on Ospreys. Uh, we've got one from Gloucester coming up in a little bit. Uh, however, just just circling back to Super Rugby for a second, do you know what, uh, Another question for you. What's the nickname of the winning Crusaders coach, Scott Robinson?
3: Is it Razor? It is Razor. <laughs> yes.
1: Razor Robinson.
3: I only remember, do you know why I remember that? I remember it because it was mentioned in a game when the All Blacks went to... They played at River Plate, River Plate Stadium against uh, Argentina, and it's was only like uh, twelve at night. Like, it might even be later than that. And I just remember referring continuously to Scott to Razor Robinson, and at the time the number eight was an all was also a, also a Robinson. So these are like as a differentiator between the two Robinsons. So they just Robertson. called him Ra- like Razor throughout the entire game.
2: Well, I think having won the Super Rugby Championship, Scott Robertson can treat himself to the best razor he can get stop it tim (laughs) that's such a smooth transition cornerstone uh, there are some other pretenders that have seen the wonderful work cornerstone have done and are trying to replicate it just like the egg chasers podcast we have people that see what we're doing try and replicate it cornerstone will are proving They are the original and best, just like we are the original and best podcast. It's a match made in heaven that we can offer you an amazing deal on a Cornerstone Razor. Uh, GQ Awards, when they had their awards of the ones they, they considered, they voted Cornerstone the best in class in that particular year. On the BBC show, the ones that they tested, it came out best in class on the TV show. Shot well for less. We love it. And we recommend it to you. And what's more, it's only four quid Amazing! To give it a crack. Four quid to get your free, beautiful aluminium shaft engraved with your initials uh, and half a dozen razors delivered to you in a Cornerstone presentation box. Makes a perfect gift for someone as well. Just go to cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers, cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers, or... Egg10 at checkout.
3: There you go. Well, you just said replicate that. Uh, try and replicate this, because I don't know if I mentioned uh Talk actually, but uh, was, that, was that
2: a synthetic bell or that was a real bell that was real that was JB's actual bell so here we go um i'm going to play you
3: this clip this clip was 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 shot live on live on location wow with Talk H rugby club and if anyone can better this for a best song i'm going to be fairly amazed
2: this is a song on the bus on the way back from Kenilworth
3: yep, from from our pre-season so here we go
4: Shush, get out of the aisle. All over play the Papa Piccolino, Papa Piccolino.
3: That is quite excellent, yes. isn't it? Who is, is a, Who is that? Who is that man? That is one of our tighthead props.
2: That is outstanding. Is he? <laughs> does he sing at all professionally in any capacity? No. Or so?
3: I, so he's got a couple of claims to fame. Um, apparently, his granddad set up Manchester United or something like that. Um, that's one of his one of his uh, claims to fame. In fact, thinking back about it, it's probably his only claim to fame. <laughs> but a hell of a voice.
2: Well, it was his only claim to fame. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Now he's got 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 uh, got, got one of his one. own. Um, only name is Tango but there you go
2: <laughs> I loved it it's cool isn't it yeah I, I, and in fact I think we I think this should spark a whole thing for the new season coming up
3: oh yeah I want to hear hashtag, hashtag bus songs Yeah, 100% mate
2: 100% we've all got mobile phones we've all got professional sounding recording equipment in our hands right now you might be listening to this Egg Chasers podcast on one so when you are on a team bus back from an away trip or on a tour or in the clubhouse, capture the rugby songs and send it into us. You, didn't you do power ballads for Manchester? Oh, yeah. So I, I, I used to be in charge of the tunes. We loved, some, we loved the power ballads. <laughs> 80s power ballads uh, on the way back from away games, all the way.
3: <laughs> what were your songs, Phil? Or did Sedgwick Park? All I used to feel? love. I don't know whether Sedgwick Park <laughs> did the same thing, but
2: Manchester Rugby Club. When you used to go on long away trips, just really stamping because the Manchester music's so good. Just turning up in the uh, the.
1: They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
2: The, the away clubhouse, i whacking on Oasis. And yeah. Stuff like that really loud. you sort of like, Manchester's here, just so you know.
1: Yeah, a bit, a bit of everything. There was always the uh, first song on a bus, first song on an away trip after... Uh, sing your song, uh, <laughs> usual, fairly, fairly standard so stuff. I, I, I think, I'll, I think, I think I'll mention this. Uh, the best driver that,
3: that that we had. You'd have thought, oh, you know, have got an operatic style singer in the back of the bus singing away. We'd appreciate it. <sighs> there is a concentration camp somewhere missing a god because he was driving our bus. <laughs> um, <laughs> at, at the services, right? This is quite this is unbelievable. The driver pulled this, pulled me to one side. And said to me, "If you if you continue standing in the aisle, and and singing, I'll be dropping you off. Uh, I'll be dropping you off at the next services." He
2: knew he was picking up a rugby team. Yeah,
3: I mean, I obviously, I obviously posed a question to him. How do you think this is going to go for you? <laughs> Which is going to be overwhelmingly negative. So yeah. the threat was, if he carried on singing and standing in the aisle, he would uh, remove us from the bus on the next services.
2: That's like a. That's like. <laughs> That's like that own goal you sometimes hear parents uh, do when they say to their kids, when it gets near Christmas, be good or Santa won't come. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Well, yeah. Uh, You're not going to follow through on this, are you? No. And that fella's not going to turf out 30, 30... yeah, so, well, well-educated gentleman <laughs> from South Manchester. So
3: as soon as someone stand up in the aisle, he would slam on the brakes on the motorway.
2: They <laughs> flying
3: forward. Which I thought was uh, in- insane as he's talking about health and, like, health and safety. Uh, and if you listen to that clip again, you'll notice uh, at the start of it, we were all shouting, get out of the aisle! Get out of the aisle! Every time someone got in the aisle, we went crazy. Get out of the aisle! Get out of the <laughs> aisle! He had a miserable trip back. What an idiot. Oh.
2: I would have thought it would have been quite a good crack having, yeah. being a bus driver. Well, the bus drivers I remember always had a good old crack, and they always had a nice healthy tip jar at the end. Well, yeah. the they, thing is, we we him tipped him at the
3: start, we gave him a nice healthy tip tip at the start, and after that, he just turned into little Hitler. You know, you give, you give a small person a bit of power, and before you know it, <laughs> away they <you> go. <laughs> so, yeah good trip terrible bus driver <laughs> <laughs>
2: right quickly england uh, wider training squads yeah they've, they've met up for a couple of weekends the guys that were on lines duty had the choice to take continued holiday which seven of them did or just turn up for one day which another six I think yeah did. Uh, three, but three, the three, stories four, out of this six, are the big one the return of manu Oh, I hope he's okay.
1: It's a us. Oh, it makes me nervous. I know. I was it it just so so
2: like, oh, great. That means it's four weeks till his next injury. Yeah. Oh, please be the, please be everything that we hope you can be. Yeah.
1: And it's not like uh, Eddie Jones was kind of taking it easy. He was saying Manu is the only person he's seen who can tear apart New Zealand. Have mm. you seen that interview? Yes, no. He's like, shower him, showering him with praise, which was true of Manu 2012. Yeah. So five years but ago. also, what
2: does it do for your centres when Manu's not there and you, and you yeah. in New Zealand?
1: Yeah, and you're putting a whole load of pressure onto someone who does not need any more pressure.
3: Well, you know, I'm not sure... The thing is, right, if he was like a mentally fragile guy and his you know the biggest knock on him is, oh, he can tear apart New Zealand, but too often he bottles it, I would say this is completely reckless by the yeah, Jones. Right. But that's not really the case with Manu. Yeah, that's fair. He's
1: just a physical monster. Yeah. Um, I... I but also a physical wreck at the same yeah, time. Yeah. So my
3: biggest concern with him is like, how rusty do you get? I mean, like, yeah. even the transition for, for like, you know, I'm there training, say, twice a week. In tr- transition from say, um, playing to coaching, if you don't play twice a week and you're not handling a ball and you're in game situations and all that, and all that, your skills decrease, you know, deteriorate rapidly. Yeah. Really rapidly. He's had like, what, two years out of the game.
1: Longer than that bef- between properly playing. Yeah. He's played yeah. a handful of games in the last three we, years.
3: I need to look it up, but you know, when's the last time he had five consecutive games? Yeah, yeah. It's been a long, long time. So, <clears throat> and undoubtedly an amazing player when he's fit. And I just hope he can be, as you say, Tim, what we hope he can be.
2: I really hope so.
3: So, fingers crossed for Manu. What else, or who else is in this squad?
2: Okay, so who else is in the squad? Well, uh, there is uh, an 18 year old fly half from Quinns Marcus Smith yeah first year academy <laughs> player he did feature in the training squad previously at one point when in when there was a huge big they just oh, took he? him along for a bit of experience okay <clears throat> but they're exposing him to a bit more experience born in 1999 <laughs> what <laughs> he was born in 1999
1: Jesus. so this, this is the chap that um, so the year before the millennium dome was born <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was the chap that uh, Eddie Jones said when he was in Brighton in 2015, obviously that, that was a time when um, Japan beat South Africa mm-hmm. in Brighton, um, he saw him training with Brighton School as a 15-year-old and thought he liked the look of this player. And he's now progressed onto Harlan Quinn's academy. So he thought, well, I like the look of him three years ago as a 15-year-old. I'll bring him back <laughs> to play with the big boys. <laughs> I mean, this can't be <laughs> right, man. <I> mean, this <laughs> me how It seems how like an unusual step to take. But in Eddie, we trust. He knows what he's doing.
2: Absolutely. Uh, on this particular England squad, he's chosen Tom Curry, but no Ben Curry.
3: Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Hang on. I which, they one could he,
2: which one did he start in
3: Argentina?
1: Tom Curry. Oh. So he, he wanted to start Ben Curry in the... Was it the Barbar's game? Okay. But Ben Curry had a back spasm, so Tom Curry played, played really well, and then Tom Curry started in the first oh. game. But I think Argentina. I know
2: what's going on here. I think Eddie has got a cunning plan. If you pick them both in the squads, then it's a bit more difficult but if he just picks one of them, he can he can have them playing 80 minutes but playing 40 minutes each. <laughs> ah, very clever. <laughs> Mind you, say. you
3: could do that with both of them in the squad because, oh, hold on.
1: Yeah, but if one of them picks up a shiner in the first half. Hold uh, on. Oh, they might have to
2: have
3: a, yeah, make, no, no. a makeup artist in
1: case yeah, one of them in, case yeah, first in, in the first Or you just punch the other half. one in the face, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Keeping the back hammering. <laughs> um,
3: yeah. Uh, I mean, I watch Sale occasionally. Um, really yeah I'm not even sure which one's the better one I have no idea uh,
1: no, that's zero one, idea 1A one 1B one uh, I, I can't tell the difference mm. um, uh,
2: and other other sorry uh, Dan Robson not being selected um, it looks like Jack Maunder has leapfrogged him interesting uh, so, set of so no, no no actually actually no that's wrong Richard Wigglesworth is back which you will be very happy about Wiggy is oh, back oh awesome so you've got Care and Care um, Yonder Care Kerr-
1: Maunder Wigglesworth and Youngs so
2: Karen Youngs 1-2 Yeah. then it looks like Wigglesworth 3 and Maunder as the young guy Dan Robson out so my out.
3: feeling about Dan Robson is my same feeling about uh, Alex Good. I'm not saying Dan Robson's the most talented rugby player in the UK like Alex Good is <laughs> but what I am saying is I just think it's a wrong time wrong place kind of thing for him incredibly talented player very good player but I just think they've got the established guys and unless the established guys go down that's who he needs to replace he doesn't have a place in that squad as you know i, th- I still player. think
2: wigglesworth will be young enough and good enough um he'll be 35 come the world cup 35 or 36 but he's that's still perfectly he's pl- plenty experienced but it's a different option and we have yeah. been talking about I mean, that that, you that, don't that, need that different to be
3: option at nine athletically brilliant oh the way wigglesworth be, plays to be as good as Wiggles- yeah. wigglesworth i mean Wigglesworth is a quality player of yeah. what he does tactically masterful I, so this is my another point is like I don't know why halfbacks aren't getting older. I mean, the mo- the biggest advantage you can have as a halfback is your intelligence, experience. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I'm pretty sure if we strings rolled out strings, back with Worcester.
1: Yeah, awesome signing. Dan Carter's got another two years left at Racing.
3: Hang on is that an extension or is that like this is the end? No, of his he, signed first a, of three years? he
1: signed a three-year. He <laughs> signed a three-year deal. Yeah,
3: yeah. Right. Uh, uh, living the life a little bit too much, some might say, in
1: in, in Paris. <laughs> yeah. What else
2: have you What else have you clocked in that England squad? I'm not sure well, there's really
1: much else to just. The only other thing was the balance of the squad didn't quite Tom feel Bennett, like.
2: Tom, Tom, Tom Dunn's sorry. another one of the youngsters in. So it looks like so, Maunder, Tom Dunn, um, maybe a couple of other forwards, Sam Underhill, the Curry. There's, got, there's got a lot of the young guys that were involved in the Argentina tour tell you have you what, been retained. If Eddie's got this right
3: and these guys coming up are gonna be as good as we think they are, get them blooded early. It just is so you know, whether it's going to be too early for the World Cup.
2: Yeah, I th- I don't, I'm not so sure how many of them will make it, it come the World Cup, but should there be an injury or two, having them ready to go next yeah. cab off the rank.
1: Unders- and also understanding the calls, the way that the team plays. Because he seems to be skipping a lot of players, don't they, to get to these lads.
2: Well, he, I'd love to, I mean, I, if, if I'd have done my research, I would have looked at it, but he's looked at He's had a lot of players in training camp, and then there's been quite a lot of players that have come in and then never been seen again. So he, yeah. he has a good look at them, and he makes up his mind pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, you're, it you're seems for me, you're like not it. For me. Just yeah. one of the interesting things. So, the the balance of the squad, it obviously is just a training squad. It's not a game squad. But you have got one loose head prop in there. You got four hookers, so that balance isn't right. Nope. Uh, three tight head props, then four second rows. Who are the tight head props out of interest? Dan Cole, one yep. one day, the sink, uh, uh, a couple Harry, of days, Harry Williams. Harry Williams. Okay. Yeah. But the, the interesting thing, there are five twelves. If you count Owen Farrell as a 12, which is where he's played them, Okay. you've then got, and they're all the same type of 12. There's See everyone in the country who can do this apart from Devoto, it feels like. So, Owen Farrell, Piers Francis, Alex Lazowski, Harry Malander, Henry Slade. Hang on a minute.
3: Those are not all 12s, but any, in anyone's books. Uh, are, are, are they twelve? Where
1: has Eddie Jones played them?
3: Twelve, but they're not twelve. I mean, you <laughs> ask that their their directors of rugby. Those boys, so how this, this
2: this sounds like a a battle for that spot, and it sounds like uh, he wants he wants direct that. backups for those two guys. Yeah, that's exactly what
1: it, it sounds looks like. He's like. given he, up
3: on he's given up on twelve. So that's what it sounds like to me. You
1: know, he does also have Manu in the squad. He plays 13. Yeah, Manu has played a lot of thirteen. Manu
2: and BBT, 13s. Yeah. You've got I think JJ and Daly. JJ, and, oh. and Joe Marchant. And Joe Marchant. Do you know
3: JJ's brother looks identical to him? And he's not at London Irish. Oh, he
2: really? probably was always at London Irish.
3: No, no, no. He's just signed because he's very, very young. Oh, he's very like young. Like an 18-year-old or something. Uh, maybe 16.
1: Wow. It looks identical to Jonathan Joseph. Oh. But Yeah, it's, it's just, to me, that looks like... You're right, they're not... All those players can play 10. They, they play a look like Slade has played a little bit at 13. Malinder's played a bit of fullback, <laughs> But th- from the way that uh, Jones is setting up his squad, the way that they've been brought in, and the way they've played in Argentina, it looks like they are all kind of lining up to be the backup 12. Did Malinder go on
3: the Argentina tour? Yeah.
1: I think he went on the tour. You don't he do not think did. he played he in the games. Because it was Piers Francis, Lazowski and Slade. Because yeah. I think he's going to be the world's best 12. I mean, I think he's amazing. He's a very talented boy. He's very talented. He's, oh. he's still young, and he needs to get the right experience to to make the most of that talent, which is hope very he's not interesting.
3: Too talented to be any good. <laughs> um, <laughs> P- P- P.S.B. syndrome.
1: <coughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got a lot of the syndrome. attributes to be too talented to be very good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, England so squad.
2: So that's the England squad. Um, we'll we'll see how that gets trimmed down. But again, just. Eddie Jones has got an incredibly gifted bunch of players to uh, to mould ahead of 2019. Very exciting times. Mm, yeah. Um, so what's what, what's left? Um, well, Gloucester.
3: you've got Gloucester. Gloucester. You've got Johnny May. Oh, Johnny well, May Well, Johnny May and Gloucester is confirmed one to and Lester, the same. So. Yeah. Mm. If you want to hear more about that, listen to us last week because I think we did quite a lot of chat about Johnny May. Yes, we did. More chat about Johnny May than I like giving, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so that that is confirmed. Johnny May to Gloucester. To Leicester from Gloucester, Ed Slater in the opposite direction.
2: Is that confirmed as well? I'm not sure if Hasn't that is actually, I think it?
1: that's been speculated, know, heavily Sa- speculated. The word is
2: that Sale came in with a late offer to try and Pinch steal Ed Slater, Ed Slater. to the AJ Bell Stadium. Ooh, but interesting. I think they're unsuccessful. But then we thought Lee Halfpenny was heading to Cardiff and then he ended up going to Scarlet. So.
3: Yeah, and also why would Leicester do that? Because if Leicester do that, presumably they can't get Johnny May. And no, there's there's no two don't
2: separate two deals. deals. I don't think two separate deals. Yeah, uh, there, there may be a uh, yeah, yeah. If you imagine they're two separate deals, just happen to be going in opposite directions.
1: But that that the separate deal thing is interesting because Johnny May wasn't out of contract, no. so you've got they to pay. Have a, paid a sum. You've got to pay a sum. Yeah. So Ed Slater is some collateral towards that sum. Yes. But hey, if you pay the sum, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff.
2: So before we get into Gloucester uh, Tom Hudson, one of their players has come out and given an interesting uh, interview for (laughs) his own club's website and a a quote from it caught our attention this week. Tom Hudson uh, Academy Centre says of Johan Ackerman um, Johan has come in as our new head coach and he's explained he wants us to leave our DNA everywhere we go uh, whether that's the fans, whether it's uh, <laughs> in your analysis, whether it's on the field, you leave your DNA everywhere. Um, we no thought it was means. Gloucester's Academy House yeah. with their super fast Wi-Fi. Worcester's. I'm relax- Worcesters sorry, we thought Worcesters- it was Worcester's super fast Wi-Fi Academy Relaxation House. rooms. The relaxation rooms with uh, with the uh, super fast Wi-Fi um, where, where this shenanigans was going on, but... Johan Ackerman is um is adamant. He wants it, he wants his rugby players in in a rela- highly relaxed and focused state. No idea it's what an this means.
1: Interesting turn of phrase that because I've never heard that other than like a crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I've never heard. Do that. not leave your DNA. For yeah, that. I mean, exactly. That's the opposite. Exactly.
3: Anyway. Um, I mean, I guess. I mean, what is he actually asking? Uh, he's basically asking, try and build
1: some team, co- some sort of culture or put something, isn't it? I think he just wants to say, give it 100%. You know, like he said at half-time before Lions came back against... Oh, yeah, Lions he's, he's magic against... words
2: yeah. to help nil, nil. In the semi-final. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a nil, nil. Nil.
1: Give it 100%. <laughs> Up your intensity. Will do, boss. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I've uh, got um, no uh, rags on Twitter uh, got in touch with us at Rugby Podcast and... Sent one of our, us, one sent, of our us, sent us a picture. One of our favorites, indeed. Sent us a picture of Gloucester's new kit. I, I can't tell if this can't is just a bit of Photoshop work. Um <laughs> oh,
3: Or can you tell, Timothy?
2: <laughs> oh, I don't know. New sponsor. New sponsor on the on this picture that Rags has sent. The new sponsor is Kleenex. Fancy that. Is that a um, long term
1: deal?
4: I've
2: I've no idea. No idea.
4: Well, well, fancy um, that.
2: Um, obviously, for as long as um, <laughs> Johan Ackerman is there. So uh, we have been contacted uh, by. Gloucester fan, which I'm sorry, I'm just getting it up right now. That's what Johan Ackerman wants. Um, Hmm? Oh, I've lost it. There's so many amazing club uh, previews. Here we go. Joseph Smith, who said uh, he he split this into good and bad. Okay. uh, Saying, God only knows what can happen at our club uh, in in the in between now and the start of the season but I'm giving you this review now, so here goes. Good. Johan Ackerman. No one can deny the epic job he's done at the Lions. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the, and the he says the amount of times he was he's witnessed the f- final 20-minute capitulations last year. Um, <laughs> Quinn's at King's Home in March, anyone? Hopefully, bringing Ackerman in will up everyone's game and commitment levels. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants the attitude, the grit, and the hard work. To atti- fair, to, it to might to not happen
3: immediately. Them. But I think he's exactly right there. I think Ackerman is 100% the right person just to push him that little bit. I mean, of so many of their losses mm. were, like he says, those last 20 minutes. There was hardly anything in it.
2: Top two inches.
3: I, I think they've yeah. got exactly the man they need.
2: Uh, the young lads is the next point, the second of three points uh, that's made here. It may have only been a, a plate victory in the sevens, but our... But our young lads perform consistently well, whether for Hartbury, who won National 1 at a canter last season, and are in the championship now, or being picked and playing well for the international age groups, Harry Randall, Ben Vallecott, and Mason Tonks, to name but three. The future does look bright, and we do promote well from the academy, even when we do wrongly let them go in the long run. Cough, Dan Robson. Cough. Um, They've always had a a really good production line for Gloucester. Yeah, more so in the backs. Well, no, they've had a lot of a lot of them, but the ones that really stand out in your mind are, are always backs. Do you know what stands out for
3: me about Gloucester? Probably unfairly, wasted talent, wasted talent yeah. that kind of doesn't, that don't fulfil their, their potential. You only got Trinder, who is a magnificent player, but horrible, horrible injuries.
1: Yeah, um, that, I feel that's the injuries more than anything. Yeah, yeah, and
3: that's what I think of when I think of Gloucester. Uh, one of my favourite ever players, uh, or potential to be, um J- J- James Forrester, another one of them. Yeah. You had uh the fullback, who who was who was that fella? Um You'll remember who he is because in the telegraph when it mentioned us it had a picture of him. Morgan. Ollie Morgan. Oh, Morgan. Morgan. Yeah,
1: and you look at Gloss's history, it just feels James like, Simpson Daniel. Yeah. Well, actually no he had a pretty so long career actually. He he had he fulfilled his talent His potential for Gloucester, Mm. but never for England. Not probably not due to they've got everything, haven't they? They've got
3: the identity, they've got the fan, they've got got probably the best fans in the entire Premiership. Yeah, Mm. great fan base. You know uh, the history. They've got they've got the money. I've actually interviewed uh, the CEO who um, Stephen Stephen Vaughan, who is who is seems like a really really good good guy. They've got everything except for luck. I think that's the thing they've missed the most. It, they always seem an, seem a little bit uh, unlucky. Uh,
2: the final point in the goods column uh, that's given here, back row and backs. Ben Morgan, Ross Moriarty, Lewis Ludlow are as strong and powerful Ludlow, as mate. any back row. Ludlow, class. And in the backs, we seem to have added strength in depth. Owen Williams brings another kicking option for when Billy Burns inevitably tackles with his head. Tom Marshall (laughs) at 15 was banging form for most of the last season. Tom Marshall is great, class. With Woodward Woodward arguably one of the best 15s in the Avicii last term. God, that's a good signing. uh, Also able to cover Sharples and
1: May. So Woodward almost feels like an unnecessary signing. Because Woodward and Tom Marshall, uh, they uh, they feel like 1A and 1B. Who would you move to wing out of those two? Or would you not? Well, I'd almost want to move Woodward to kind of 13. But then you've got someone who's also very similar, Matt Scott, who's yeah. a very talented player. Yeah, they've got options galore, haven't they? Because you've got Trinity, so you've got you've Matt Scott. I tell you what, Ackerson mo- is yeah. very good at 12. you You're probably end up moving Woodward to the wing um, and play yeah. uh Fanua or Sharples alongside yeah. him. Yeah, But then, yeah, well, if you I can don't have... Think
2: I'd
3: move- Marshall to the wing personally I, prefer, I
1: think Woodward's Woodward a little could bit faster
2: be, Woodward could be fantasy rugby draft dynamite
1: if he's kicking
3: as well if he's kicking if too. he's a midfielder imagine oh, imagine wow. first pick first but pick if of the he, draft
1: if he gets stuck on the wing and he gets no ball disaster yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, tricky so
2: the bad and this maybe is uh, sort of <laughs> test the mentality of a Gloucester fan three good points Five bad points.
5: <laughs> uh,
2: bad mentality. On paper, a fantastic squad. I, I'm, I'm going to question that. I don't think on paper it is a fantastic squad. I don't know. Fantastic I was looking at that areas. squad and thinking there's big holes.
1: Yeah. There's good out Like but you said, back row. Most of the backs are pretty good. The, back line. the backs are great, actually. They can get a, a uh, very good I think Owen Williams
2: up. is very, very competent. A good, solid premiership player. I don't think he's top-notch.
1: Well, I, th- I think he'll, he'll be second choice. Yeah, I think, I'm I think not Billy, sure he's starting. I think Billy Burns will be starting. Billy Burns, and Billy Burns has some very good strengths and a few pretty large hey, weaknesses. I mean, you know, look, we're, we're, if you're ahead
3: yeah. and you're worried about the last 20 minutes falling, falling to pieces, wouldn't Warren Williams be a great guy to bring Much on? Much
2: better option than James Hook.
3: Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Yeah, James Hawkins is a guy you want to bring on if you're chasing a game. Yeah, and, that's,
2: and that's what he talks about—the perf- performance cliff edge and Gloucester just falling off and yeah. running out of steam in the last 15 minutes. Yeah. and again, as has already said, hope, for hoping that Ackerman's arrival oh. rectifies that. Club loyalties is a bad. Darren Davidge, eight years at Gloucester, finding out he'd be uh, he'd be leaving when he was announced in the departure list and an end uh, and an end of season dinner. Now oh, again this is just poor. if if true, I I c I can't confirm yeah. or deny what Joseph Smith has written there. But that I think it
3: might be true because I was quite shocked to see him just show up at London Irish. Yeah. They've got a good yeah. player there.
2: They have got a very good player. Not the way to treat hard working players and send the wrong messages out to the fans. Yeah, I, 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 I that you can always treat people in the right way, even if you let people go, um but it, it's uh it's not show friends it's show business it's the is the other way so there's never a good way to but well no there is a better way no, to, you know, to you, let someone go
3: end of season yeah, end of season dinner isn't the way to do it and, that, and that's there's that.
2: an interesting story around jeb sinclair not something to i'm sure there's stuff to come out there but he's been let go by london irish has and he, has in, he? In, in um uh, sort of said at the end of a kind of it sounds like there was an hr process going on from what jeb sinclair has said but Ooh. i don't know i don't I'd be interested to hear more about that. But sure mm. we'll that one hmm, where's my phone? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make my phone? Um, so, f- next bad point. Loyal fans being stung. A 90% increase in tickets over the last five years. Incidentally, it can now cost £42 to stand in the shed this season, despite getting the Ferns money and two new sponsorship deal. Um, mm. The fact that the historic shed will be sponsored this season has also got not gone down well, as you can imagine. The, yeah. gre- the Green King shed... Ugh. Fans cannot commit to a season ticket. Are, um, who cannot commit to a season ticket are being penalised with up to twenty percent increases on tickets compared to last season. Yet the chairman says they are fair. Forty-two mm. pounds to stand in the shed sounds steep. Do you know it does?
3: Rupee prices are quite expensive, actually. Yeah. So, like, if you want to go, well, to well there's
2: no other. Th- there's, oh, sorry, I just, I would just yeah. point out there's nothing else to do in the shed but stand, and the shed is where proper Gloucester fans want to be.
3: Yeah, I yeah. guess if you've got, to see, you know, if you want to be in the shed, buy a season ticket.
1: And if you're a day tripper, good. You're gonna yeah pay forty yeah, quid maybe. Mm, actually, I can see why it sticks in the throat a little bit.
2: Yeah, I, I can see that. I don't know. But it
1: depends if how they, full it is. Yeah, if they fill it out every every game, but I always think it's ridiculous when they say
3: like twenty five quid for a ticket. No thanks.
2: Mm. Uh, hashtag announce X. I don't. Uh, no so that, that, uh, we've added a couple to the squad, but f- the feeling amongst fans is that we haven't done enough in the market. The whole Carl Ferns saga did not help one jot in terms of planning. But it seems none of this money has been reinvested in the squad, which was promised at the time of the compensation deal. Okay. Maybe it's too late, but I'm being unfair. Uh, but some fans renewed on the hope of seeing that back row. Uh,
3: so that back row would have been awesome. That back row would have been awesome. <laughs> Amazing. There's no two ways about it. Um, in defence of Gloucester, he's nailed it. It is too late. Second of all, you've got this this you know pot of gold. Do not squander it on X pros Oh, sorry not X pros that is a completely wrong phrase don't squander it on season pros use it to bring through more kids give up more more uh, more academy contracts because although everyone loves the big splash that isn't where te- that isn't where te- teams are built you build through your academy and bring in through young guys you don't want to go and spend that money for the sake of it and the other thing as well is it's a terrible business decision when you're when the guy that you know when the guy that you're buying off, knows you've had a huge amount of money from Carl Ferns. <laughs> uh, it, uh, I mean, uh, you do
1: negotiation, uh, Phil. How would, you, how would you treat that? Uh, yes. Uh, it would increase my aspiration out of the deal. Exactly.
3: Hey, hey Phil, uh, I want to replace Carl Ferns. I think he's worth approximately X, Y, Z,
1: because that's how much that we've been paid for him.
3: How much would he sell you on the break for?
1: X, Y, Z, plus a little bit more. Exactly. That's right, that's my starting point. Maybe maybe concede it to XYZ. <laughs> yeah. So, I have got complete sympathy for
3: Gloucester there. And I think their business process has been spot on. Hmm.
2: I, I do have concerns when I look at their squad.
3: Type type 5 concerns. Type where five where concerns are your concerns, from?
2: Tim? <clears throat> uh, type 5, although I do think their front row is looking better than it has done in quite, pretty much ever. So, Rapava, Ruskin... I think he's a very smart... Rapava, Ruskin, Hibbard and... Afoa, as a front row, looks but we know pretty good.
1: <laughs> we n- we've we seen enough of Hibbard and Afoa to know that looks great on paper, doesn't work out in reality. Correct. Uh, Val
2: Rapava Ruskin, though, they've had a long-time r- issue with loose prop.
1: Rapava Ruskin, yeah. and, and they've got uh, McAllister. McAllister the, as well. The Ulsterman. Who allegedly is well, going to
3: be an amazing scrimmage, but I've never seen it. He, he is a p- big, strong boy. Val Rapava
2: mm. Ruskin is fringes of the England squad. Mm. Be- See, I think Val...
3: I think Ruskin, Ruskin is a smarter signing. The reason I think that is he's on a, a lot of money. But I think if he's on what a three-year deal, five-year deal, what would be something like that, yep. If he's on a three-year deal, I reckon by the time it's the end of the three-year deal, if things go the way they are, he'll be an underpaid loose-head loose prop. Pote- hmm. Yeah, potentially. So that's not, that isn't too shabby. Uh, I tend to agree with you
2: well, S- uh, Slater in that second row, Slater. In, uh, uh, S- <clears throat> we talked
3: about this last week. L- S- L- so, Lud, lose some player. That that's uh, the guy to watch out for. He is a really, yeah, really good he, player.
2: He he's a good player. I, yeah, I I just I'm I'm not as I'm not. I feel, I just feel there's I just feel there's gaps.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. Gaps, type five for me. Um, they've tried to answer a few of those. I'm not sure they've they've. Uh, They've got all the right answers yet, hmm.
2: and again, you you scratch below the starting fifteen, and I don't think it's quite as. Although they've got some quite exciting players in there again, coming through the academy all the time. In fact, one person that coached me one year, Pete Pelledri, his son Jake Pellegrini looks like a really talented. Is
1: he the Italian back row? Uh, or he, well, he's, he's Bristolian,
2: but um, he's been of at Harvey College and
1: of Italian descent.
2: Yeah. His dad, mm. his dad was a bit of a Bristolian Bristol rugby legend and um, he's uh, he's looking really good. Anyway, the final point he makes is May for Slater. Really? Do we even need to cover this? May is revered in the stands and offers a bit of stardust to our back line with his electrifying pace. Why are the club even considering this one? Maybe to get some England money off the wage bill. I imagine it is financial. We talked about it last week. Uh, I don't understand Gloucester's logic on this one. I would have understood it last year or the year before or the year before uh, purely from a financial cost reward Scenario: I don't understand it this year when Johnny May will probably, if if fit, play eighteen of each of Premiership games. Yeah, let's see. He's
1: most likely to be fourth choice England winger. So
3: if I everyone's know. fit, the he's thing not about Johnny play. May. Is even when I think he has no right to be in the squad, he shows up. So I d- I do not buy for a second that he won't be in, that he won't be in the squad. I think he will be.
1: But. Uh, only if people get injured. Uh, if so no, what, Watson, D- Watson, Daly,
3: Noel. Nah. Yeah. For whatever reason it is, and I don't know why, I think that he will that start. Johnny May has been out the game for like 12 months and then he's fit. I think he plays like half a game for Gloucester and is in the England, England <laughs> squad. For whatever reason it is, they they love him there. And even if he's not playing in England, he'll be on the bench.
2: We've only got a couple of months to wait till the to autumn internationals yeah. and then we can, uh, a few months and we will see. Hear
3: me now, believe me later. Um, <clears throat> he will be in the England squad.
2: Joe Smith finishes by saying, I know we're a passionate bunch and often get jipped for our moaning and slight sense of entitlement, but the general feeling (laughs) among the fans for this season is not one of optimism. Stephen Vaughan talks a good game, but it doesn't feel as though the loyal supporters are being, uh, sorry, it feels as though the loyal supporters are being somewhat isolated for reasons that only seem financial. At least we have Ross Moriarty for one more season. Or, or at the time of writing <laughs> cheers guys <laughs> Joe Smith long time listener part of the Long Suffering Gloss family and the LTBP community well
3: done good lad
2: thank you Joe
3: and well, and well done for coming out as part of our community
1: um, so in summary well, well I am definitely saying not this year yeah but on. with a bit of squad building promoting the right guys through the academy bit of care and attention spend that money wisely maybe next year 2018-19 maybe next year I think it's fair to say that'll
3: year. be their year Yeah. next year's Gloucester's year but not this season the biggest plus for me about Gloucester and it's a, I mean the backs are great blah 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 but the, the, the biggest plus is the fact that the Gloucester fan that sent in that review is gloomy about this about this year if you thought this was his year I think no, you, no nothing's going to happen but the fact yeah. they don't think it's their year that might be the key thing here I think I don't know what I think. Well, look, look, look at <laughs> Chiefs.
2: If you just look at the squad on paper, you might say, "Oh, they have got a lot of school, a lot of lot of competent good players," uh, but no, they're not a championship-winning side. But there's a that that word culture and that identity, that Tim. leadership, and that identity. Uh, it can have a big part to play. So if Johan Ackerman can can do something, maybe. You know, Gloucester. You turn a, a lot of their. I think they had something like nine or ten Premiership games that they lost by less than seven points. Yeah.
1: yeah. You
2: turn half a dozen of those around yeah. the other direction. Yeah. In fact, there was. I think it was nine or ten. It might have been ten games they lost by every game that was within seven points they lost. They didn't win a single Jesus, game. is that right? In in a in a yeah. seven point match,
1: you turn half of those around. It changes your season. Completely changes it. You're pushing for top four. Mm. So I just th- don't they, know.
2: They've they got the potential to be the surprise package. I don't think they will be.
1: I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Kind of with it. But if they start getting what, If that together. is like the third worst team in the premiership, say, what a premiership. <laughs> <laughs> because they're not bad. I mean, they're just not as good as the guys. That's the thing when you're discussing the premiership is like, it's not all the teams are good, but it's just how much better the other teams are around them. Yeah, and that uh, and that's the main thing. M- main thing to consider.
2: Whew. It is an amazing competition, isn't it? It is.
1: Yeah. cannot wait.
2: <laughs> cannot wait for the Avicii. Uh, right, so uh, there's there's a women's World Cup as well to talk about. There, there is. is,
1: there is. So, uh, kicks off on Wednesday, in in Ireland. Um, who, are, who are trying to get the 2023 World Cup as World well C- so this would be a good
2: France or Ireland is pretty much going to be one of those I think it'll be Ireland because they haven't had it before surely yeah. it'll be and Ireland and
3: also I think I'm right in saying France have got the Olympics have they or something I couldn't France tell
2: you sure France's has, France has Paris got the Olympics well, yeah like Brazil had the Olympics and the Football World Cup within two years of each other
1: correct Olympic.
3: that's right and rugby wants to avoid that scenario of two big I mean, competitions back to back
1: Japan have got Rugby World Cup and then the Olympics haven't they I don't know I'm sure they have I'm sure Paris have got one yeah maybe Paris have got the Olympics after that I think it, anyway. it,
2: it feels, Ireland should have it the, the the Republic of Ireland have never oh no no they have they have hosted in, in, in the, the 90, in game? the 1991 91 so they, right, they it, had their home games so if, the, if they Ireland, had their games at home if Ireland get it all but it means Ireland have never had teams other than whoever Ireland are playing yeah. over there in the republic
3: yeah so if Ireland get it right the only difference will be there is a final in ireland i would be amazed if the games aren't spread as far as far as paris so they yeah. will do one of the millennium they'll do a couple in twickenham that's what they'll Maybe do a couple because Murrayfield. You, yeah you've got to win the votes so i think the in england also oh,
2: chuck a little oh but come on Eng- england would vote for uh it, yeah. It, do, the England Union would vote for Ireland. Oh, or, or oh or would France, they? Wouldn't they? Vote for Ireland. <laughs> no, 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 no. providing because
1: we get our uh, coffers um boosted by a nice little game in Twickenham.
3: Yeah. So no what I'm saying So right, you can is, have our vote. Yeah.
1: But we want a ho- uh, in game in Twickenham. The Southern so. hemisphere all the countries are pretty far apart.
3: So like you couldn't yeah. have a game in New Zealand you know, <laughs> and then some, one in Argentina. Yeah, forget it. Not not going to happen. But usually, with the Northern Unions, what will happen is to win that, to win their votes, they'll say, "Oh, just Qu- a-
2: quicker to fly from Dublin to to Scotland than it is to drive from one end of New Zealand." Well, to it's the certainly quicker oh, to fly right. from Dublin from Scotland New to Scotland than to drive yep. to
3: to Dublin Scotland. Um, the yeah, so they'll they'll throw each other games, not yeah. throw the games, obviously. That'd well, be stupid. <laughs> in t- but, um,
1: in two thousand and seven, didn't wasn't the France New Zealand game? Was that in the, the Millennium, Millennium Stadium? I went to watch it, even though it was. France, Cramps. and it was their World Cup. They Correct. ended up playing a quarter-final game in Wales. Yes. They did.
2: But is that just to do with the size of the stadia? So I understand that maybe the quarter-finals, you could spread it around the United Kingdom, but the grounds they've got, they've got um, Croke Park and Av- uh, the Aviva, Aviva, both in Dublin. Albeit. Will they use
3: Croke Park ever again for rugby? I
2: don't know. It, doesn't, it kind it. of doesn't make sense to you when you've got the Aviva, other than the Dammer. sparing the, the turf. Um, yeah. In Belfast...
1: Uh, Terman park you've Kings got Raven Hill. yeah
2: and
1: is there a football stadium there? I've maybe there pre- not, presumably anyway,
2: yeah they don't have big football stadiums and either. you got Munster so they will need other grounds anyway yeah so they'll definitely
3: be one in the Millennium yeah. they'll almost certainly be one in Murrayfield
1: but anyway the Women's, uh, women's World, World, World Cup. Cup starts on Wednesday yeah the pick of the games from Wednesday New Zealand play Wales England play uh, Spain Ireland play Australia which will be quite interesting and France play Japan Excellent. There's a couple of other games alongside that, including Hong Kong women have qualified. Now this is—I uh, will be watching this because it's televised. It's on ITV, I think. It's on ITV. The big games are on ITV. Every other game is streamed by World Rugby on their Facebook page. So, if you find yourself bored on at some point on Wednesday, get onto one of those two places. Yeah,
2: even if you're not bored. Yeah,
1: Yeah. (laughs) there'll be some. There'll be some good. Yeah, there will genuinely be some good rugby in that.
3: Without sounding horribly, no, no, forget it. I'm going to sound patronising. I don't care. Um, (laughs) I was very pleasantly surprised at the standard last uh, last World Cup, and I'm looking forward to seeing it this World Cup because you know the women's game has only progressed. I mean, this is very anecdotal, but certainly in Manchester, the take up in the women's game seems to be huge. Uh, You know. uh, I mean, the growth compared to, com- compared to the men's game, certainly around here, uh, is well worth noting. Uh, how this is going to affect the England team, though, I don't know. Y- you've got to remember, they are basically full-time, full, uh, full-time professionals until after this tournament. Yeah,
1: right now they're full-time professionals. Yeah. In a month's time, they will no longer be full-time professionals.
2: So get some rugby in ya whilst there is none to talk about. Um, and we, of course, will be here watching it, soaking it up, uh, we do need some more. We've got a lot of clubs covered, but um, we're quarter of the way through the clubs now. Quarter of the way through the clubs. I know there's only a couple of holes. I think, as I said, mentioned scarlets earlier. Yeah. And
1: have we got Newcastle?
2: A Newcastle. Come on, Newcastle! And and I, no one from sales bothered because JB, JB,
1: they know. It's like Come on, boys! <laughs> JB, anyway, super super fan.
3: i not a super fan. I, if if you're a fan, if you're an actual fan of sale. Please let us know so yeah. we can do, do, do the review.
2: Newcastle Sales, Scarlets uh, or anything else, contact Edchasers at gmail.com. Follow and uh, f- all the rest of it on Twitter, at rugby podcast, and Facebook. And subscribe on iTunes and ACAST and leave your review.
1: One more thing before we go. Yes, we'll please, to... Phil. When is a game not a game? Oh! Or, oh. or th- I think the correct qu- question should be, when is not a game a game? I don't know. When is not a game? What, what, that even, what, what are you even talking about? <laughs> when you psychopath. Yeah. Wow. What?
2: what? Well,
1: when is a match not a match?
2: When is a match not a match?
1: <laughs> Stop me, mate. So when three teams? So well, the definition under. So is,
2: is this like you know the phrase? If a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, <laughs> did it really fall? Is this? Is It's is like that when when no well, one's when no one's actually at the AJ Bell to watch a rugby game. Did it? Did take it actually place? happen?
1: It is a little bit like that. So, uh, the definition of a match, according to World Rugby, is uh, regulation one, a game in which two teams compete against each other. Okay. Now, that is very pertinent this week because an independent panel, not World Rugby, but an independent panel has deemed a training exercise between three teams where they each play one third against one another as a match in <laughs> order to, in order to allow Sonny Bill's four-week suspension to finish this weekend, this coming weekend so that he is eligible for the rugby championship. There you go. to which World Rugby what a so it was an independent panel and World Rugby themselves have announced an
2: independent pan- panel but who is this independent I, panel? I'm
1: not quite sure how from this the, is
2: from the New Zealand Rugby Football Union
1: <laughs> I think it might be yeah not quite sure how this has been okay, allowed so... to take place but World Rugby themselves have said they are very surprised that this not a match which doesn't confine to the definition of a match has been deemed to be a match But Sunny Bill will be available for New Zealand. That's that's the only important thing. I absolutely love it.
3: I absolutely love it. If you ask me, there is not. Rugby is veering away from what it should be, which is basically a bit of an all boys society. And if if your guy needs something, right, and he's good enough and he's important enough, you should bend over backwards as an administrator to facilitate that man getting back on the field. And good. Good. I mean I I would like to go back to the back to the days where you know you play for your local club and you and you know and you either get a little backhander or a job. So, you know, <laughs> this is this is really good news. Uh, I I am glad that the New Zealanders have done this uh, standing by their guy. Is that three game? <laughs> it's it's, yeah, it's not the
1: New Zealanders. It's an independent panel. Good. My uh, my favorite tweet on this was um the independent panel have also deemed uh, it necessary to take retrospective action for Antis- Anthony Watson's reckless um, headbutt <laughs> to sh- Sonny Bill Williams' shoulder. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, good. Very good. Very good. Uh, just a reminder as well before we go, me and Phil, not Tim, oh, <sighs> are going to the, fi- to the Philadelphia match. Tim's too busy oh. making the big bucks for BT. Uh, so we are, we are going to be there covering it. So if you are in, in New York, on the Thursday or the Friday. Uh, Thursday, we're going to be on, on the beers, OBS. Uh, Friday, we're going to play a game, we think, for Bayon Bombers' second team.
2: I'm devastated. I'm absolutely. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I mean, I'm very, very much looking forward to Leicester v. Wasps, isn't it? No, it's Wasps v. Exeter on the Sunday Okay, that, but I've got a game on the Saturday repeat of the
1: final it might be, a great game to it work it might
2: be Leicester v Bath or is that the first game of the season anyway whatever it is I'm, I'm delighted to be covering those games <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a reporter capacity but devastated that I can't do it all
3: yep um, and then on the Saturday train down to Philadelphia watch the game maybe a beer or two afterwards I could use a beer. Yeah, we'll be thirsty. That's for sure. Exactly. We're and then working hard. Covering Sunday, if you're still there, we'll be somewhere in a pub in Philadelphia. I'm going to be watching the NFL from twelve o'clock, and I'm not going to stop until that last game in the evening. Good for you. And I cannot Great. wait. Great good for you. I'm really pleased for you. <laughs> cannot <laughs> wait. Yep, yeah, sounds good. And uh, sounds, sounds good. Yeah. Sunday, which Tim will be coming to, it will be our next live show. Big news. Announced now, it's going to be Madrid. It's going to be during the Six Nations or the European Nations Cup, and it's going to and it's going to be watching Spain.
2: What? Yeah, just what? Just does, does Spain have a game on the final weekend? That three days, the the three games Super Saturday weekend. If Spain have a home game, then we should maybe circle that one already.
1: I think so. Definitely, I think so. Definitely, We've it's to going wait. to be
2: Madrid. When does the championship? When does We've the got to
1: check the fixtures? But... Yep. Yeah. yeah, Madrid start, is the aspiration. Start
2: thinking Madrid. You can get cheap flights, cheap digs, and cheap drinks as well.
1: Yeah,
3: and, yeah. Come, and come and have a few pints with us. Can't wait. We 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 got a hundred to. Um, well, and we've some. got more, and, and we've got, we got more than more we can actually 100.
2: more than we could fit in the venue. Yeah, more than a hundred
3: to Romania. So let's see what we can get out to to Madrid. And if you're in New York, if you're in Philly, send send us a tweet. We'll meet up for a beer.
1: It was more than the fire officer would allow. And those Romanian fire officers the are notoriously strict. lax. Oh, yeah. oh, no, I thought famously straight. I'm oh, sorry, famously strict. Yeah, famously, famously strict.
2: Famously <laughs> <laughs> And on that, uh, we will bid you adieu and say, uh, see you next time. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Sweet.
4: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.